Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the fireplace. (laughs) I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer with a fireplace. Yeah, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. It's kind of chilly and rainy today, so we're glad that we have hookups and we can just, even if it was just the picture of fire, it's yeah. just kind of fun to look at. Yeah, well, today is interesting because it's a all work day, so we're just sitting in the trailer working on different stuff, just reflecting on what a fantastic week it was last week. Oh, with yes. Such wonderful people. I mean, to all of you who joined us at, in Quartzsite in our gathering, thank you, thank you. It was just so great to spend the week with you. It really was. If you don't know, last week we had a gathering in Quartzsite. So we were all off the grid for a week. In fact, we're going to do it again next year and call it yes. the Solar Safari. If you say so. <laughs> I still think you're discouraging some people from coming. All right. Well, we'll anyway, we'll talk <laughs> about it. But we spent a week. We got to go to some neat places in Quartzsite, including the Desert Bar. And I'll put the video to that in the email newsletter that we send out every week. And uh, just had a great time off the grid. The food was remarkable. The, we did... The Ingle Bull 17-inch oven challenge. (laughs) And we also had people doing these total impromptu... Potlucks, yeah. You know, we said we'd have one or two potlucks. And then one day we just said, somebody said, oh, I'm going to make this for breakfast. And someone else said, I'm going to make that for breakfast. And I said, okay, breakfast potluck. And then we started spreading the news and people's eyes got big and said, well, okay. And the way that we came together and had a potluck we weren't expecting to have a couple of times was just remarkable. We also found that Aaron and Christine's side deck on their Dune Sport (laughs) toy hauler makes a great banquet table. It does. It was a great (laughs) great place to lay out the food so we could use our tables for actual eating and not spilling plates of food all over the desert. Hey, you gotta feed the coyotes. (laughs) Or the camp dogs. Oh, the camp dogs. Oh yeah, there were a lot of dogs there too. It was a good vacation for them too. So anyway. It was just really, well, for one thing, it was a fantastic week. We only had one kind of ugly day and the weather was perfect and spectacular and so it was kind of a happy place yeah it was one of my favorite camp experiences ever honestly and it reminded me that i wanted to share a friend of mine sarah her son john publishes lb908 which is the long beach california sort of city magazine and Sarah shared LB908, the January issue, with me. And in John's publisher's note, it was really, really great what he was saying about New Year's resolutions and how we all make them and we all break them and everything. And and he recommended that he, instead of, like, making a New Year's resolution, it's kind of a nice thing to not 
make a resolution to achieve something, but to find somewhere, somewhere that you could make your happy place. And they had asked their listeners, you know, where was their happy place? And the list of places, he said, kind of follows with resolutions a little bit. Places related to fitness, related to learning, related to being outdoors, related to giving back. And so he recommended that instead of just making a resolution, for example, don't resolve to lose weight for however many years in a row. Resolve to find your fitness happy place in Long Beach. Well, or anywhere. This is what he said, of course, because he's in Long Beach. Yeah. Don't just resolve to learn something new. Proactively find the place that you can go, like a favorite library or museum or something like that. If you are resolving to watch less TV and get off your phone, maybe find your favorite park or your favorite beach or your favorite desert. (laughs) And just spend time in a happy place, doing happy things. And, you know, even if you don't lose as much weight as you thought, if you find a favorite fitness, you know, some parks have those like obstacle course things that you can go through. And maybe you'll end up more fit, even if you don't end up losing the weight you wanted to lose. And if you're making progress, you're not failing. (laughs) That's a a pretty great sentiment. I really liked it when I read it, too. Yeah, so thanks, John, for pointing out that resolutions can be ways of finding a happy place rather than just be a goal in itself. Yeah, that's true. Well, last week I said that we were completely off the grid for... The whole week. Right, yes. We never fired up a generator or anything. We completely relied on our lithium and battery system from ABC Upfitters. Mm -hmm. I will say it was almost the perfect conditions for that, right? Yeah. We didn't have to run the air because it wasn't that hot. We did run Starlink, which is kind of a, a pig. Other than that, it was, you know, all solar and battery for the whole week. And it just worked perfectly. And and other people there at the gathering also have systems from ABC Upfitters. And again, they just work. They don't cause fiddliness or headaches or nightmares. If you're looking to get a great solar and lithium power solution for your RV, I can't be more pleased with what we have in ours. And it came from our friends at ABC Upfitters. And you can ask them questions or find out more by just giving them a call at 574-333-3225. That's 574-333-3225. Or just visit them on the internet. We have a link in our show notes. Our show notes are there on stresslesscamping.com under the podcast tab. And you'll see a link to ABC Upfitters. And it's just, it was a remarkable week showing how far all this technology has come. We don't worry about plugging something in. We charged uh, our tool batteries. We charged our mic batteries. We charged our computer batteries. (laughs) All with this system. And our Starlink. Yeah, kept everything going. So, again, just a great system. And you can get one, too, if you like. 574-333-3225. I will also say I want to update you all on the geyser system shower, you know, the shower water device that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. We used that the whole week. Yes. Our trailer has a 54-gallon freshwater tank, 
And typically, with both of us taking a daily shower, we get eh, maybe four days. Probably, yeah, usually about four days. Right, with dishes and all of that stuff. This time, we arrived at this campground. So after the week in the desert, we then came to a full hookup campground because we wanted to, you know, dump and all that stuff. We arrived here with about... Probably a quarter tank of our water yeah, left. Yeah, you know, the thing only has those it four only has, dots. Yeah, one third right? dots, but we used it on a third for maybe the last half a day. Yeah. So it's a guess that it's about a quarter, but the fact is we did not run out of water in seven days and we used to run out of water in four. Right, and the, the flip side of that is we also didn't fill our gray tank as quickly. Well, right. <laughs> so, you know, it just, that was a remarkable system that we really are pleased with that geyser system too so i mean this boondocking it it's amazing how five years ago we had to buy generators yep and we, we still had our propane fridge in that first mini light and we still had those two six volt batteries yeah and it was like ooh, i don't know one cloudy day and and you know we're out of luck <laughs> yep and in this case we had a, a whole day of kind of rainy cloudy yeah miserable weather but it didn't matter i mean we were i think the lowest we got at any point on any given day was about 60 percent state of charge mm -hmm. so we could have gone a couple of days could have gone a couple of days and would have been but, fine yeah it's just uh, what boondocking is just getting better and better with the power package and with the geyser system and it's just i'm pretty impressed so you may be hearing flying things stuff <laughs> flying things of both varieties airplanes and birds yeah outside our window we're trying to pause when we hear a loud airplane but if you're hearing it sorry that's just life in the city which we're in because yeah. we're actually in phoenix but while we were in quartzite we met well we didn't just meet tony and grace we've known tony and grace for a while but they introduced us to their friend joy and joy introduced me to an app called What Three Words. And we used it successfully in having, you know, showing people where we were having our meetup because it's just in the middle of the desert, so there's no street address. We were able to get in touch with What Three Words and got to talk with Marcus Taylor. And, well, let's hear more about the app What Three Words. Well, today we are very privileged to be speaking with Marcus Taylor. Marcus, uh, good morning from here, but good afternoon in London. We are talking to Marcus about what three words. And no, I'm not asking a question. I'm describing a service called What Three Words. Marcus, thank you for spending some time with us today. No worries. It's, it's lovely to be speaking to you. I'm very jealous of uh, the, the weather that you'll be having compared to what I'm experiencing in London. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's lovely to be speaking with you guys. For our audience, what is What Three Words? Yeah, great question. So What Three Words is a way of finding any precise location on Earth using just three words. So I don't know if you've ever experienced any issues with street addressing. I mean, you might have had a street address take you to the wrong place. You might have had a, a delivery go to maybe a, a neighbor's house instead of your own. Um, or if you're an RVer or a camper, you might 
recognize that there's there's huge swathes of of this planet that don't have an address so if if you're right. in the middle of a desert or on a beach or up a mountain there's no sort of um, addressing system for those places and so what we've done is we've divided the whole world into a grid of 10 foot by 10 foot squares and then each one of those squares has a unique what three words address so i kind of think of it like a gps coordinate where GPS coordinates, you've got long strings of numbers assigned to any precise point on Earth, and they're fantastically precise. Uh, but what we've done is instead of using numbers, we're using words, which are a bit easier to communicate, a bit easier to remember, and, and just a bit more human friendly. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. three words for any point on Earth. So they're just random, absolutely randomly chosen words in groups of three for any 10 by 10 foot square on earth. One of my friends said she found the location of her living room and of her yeah. sewing room. And I forget, living room had the word party in it and the sewing room <laughs> had like under and disaster or something like that. And she oh, said, gosh. I don't think it's that random really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as random as they in fact are, people will always try and read meaning into yeah. them. Uh, yeah. But they, yeah, they are, they are just words assigned to, to places. And there's 57 trillion squares, which cover the entire planet, land wow. and sea. And wow. uh, so it's, it's, it's an absolutely, um, well, it's an incredible uh, system that the team have developed. We, I'm just lucky enough to be able to tell people about it and share interesting ways in which you can use what three words. So are you part of the development team? Oh, good question. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm on our US partnerships team. So despite being based in London, I I spend a lot of time in the US, and my job is really fun because I basically get to introduce people to our technology and work across the broadest range of industries, from working with state parks or big music festivals or uh, tourist attractions, and showing them what three words and showing them how they can they can sort of implement it in in whatever they do. Um, and often that'll be people using our free app or using uh, the What Three Words website, which is also free. And often that'll be people building What Three Words into uh, a, a product that they have. So a typical example would be last year we worked with California State Parks and we partnered with California State Parks and they've actually uh, built What Three Words into their app. So you can go into the official California State Parks app and every every campground, every uh, public toilet, every park entrance has a, the What Three Words address listed. So you can find all of them with What Three Words. Okay. Huh, interesting. Now, how does somebody, your regular camper or mm -hmm. whatever, use What Three Words? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something we should cover. So. I'd say most people will first encounter what three words with our free app. So if you go uh, onto the app store or, or Google play store, you can download what three words and it's completely free and you'll open up the what three words app. And what you'll see is, is a map with our uh, 10 foot by 10 foot grid of squares on top. And you can click on any of those squares and find whatever the, the what three words address is. Uh, there's a few functions in there that uh, are sort of, uh, really great to play around with and, and then you can start using it in your daily life you can save what three words addresses so let's say you were uh you parked your rv in a really great spot with a beautiful view and you thought hey we've got to come back here at some point you could just find your what three words address hit save and then that's 
you can come back whenever you want. You've got the exact three word address for that point on earth. And when you save that point, you actually get to rename it so that you, if you save three different spots, you might say, never go here or <laughs> this is where we met Bill or something like that. <laughs> so, so, so not quite. So the, th- uh, the three words for each point on earth are already fixed and decided. So for example, let's say right now I was sat in Apple Lamp Spoon and that was the what three words address for my exact location. Uh, then that is fixed and it, it will never change. No. I- oh, sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. What I meant was you, when you save your location, you actually can also kind of write a note, I guess, not change. The oh, name, yes. Yeah. OK. Of course. Yeah. Change, yeah. To change. Put the reason why you saved it. That's what I should have. Yes. Said. Yeah, of course. Yes. I, I wanted to clarify because, you know, sometimes people will think, oh, well, uh, can I choose the words? And, and it's a fixed system. No, because you might addresses. accidentally but, choose the words of another location. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you mentioned before we jumped on that a friend introduced you to what three words and have you guys downloaded the app and, and used it at all yet? Oh, absolutely. We sure have. Yeah. Oh, great. We used it right away. I uh, um, downloaded it right away. And then we were out here scouting where we thought we might have our meetup mm-hmm. and I found a location and I was actually also saving the locations of where we would turn off the highway and where we would. So I had about 10 locations saved and then mm-hmm. in the long run, the person who got here first and went to that spot, some other people had started camping there. So she had to find us a new location anyway. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But she That's got us to shame. the general area. So Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that happens a lot that you guys plan to park somewhere sure. and someone has uh, <laughs> snuck it, snuck it in front of you. So we had first learned about it because of a medical emergency. Our emergency responders adopting what three words or is that something that's part of what you get to do i think what three words is being adopted well it's driving a lot of momentum in the u.s uh with public services so we now have a what three words enabled uh, 911 center in pretty much every state across the u.s so okay. wherever you are, uh, whatever state you're in, there will be at least one 911 center that's already enabled. And that's really sort of amazing because we only started sort of seeing emergency services take this on in the last few years. Uh, in the UK, what three words is already sort of really widely adopted and well known by emergency services. 85% of emergency services in the UK are set up to use this. Um, and we're now sort of seeing that same momentum in the US where emergency services are using this. And honestly, we get stories all the time of how what three words has been used in an emergency. So just this week, there was a incident in Virginia where a, a poor chap fell 40 feet down a manhole oh, and was stuck. Fortunately, the emergency team responding said, have you got your phone on you? Can you give us the what three words location of where you are? Because you're down a manhole. You know, we can't, we can't find where you are. And he was able to give them the what three words address. And that was uh, something that assisted them in, in rescuing him. And so we, wow. we just get these stories coming out all the time of people using the what three words app to, uh, to, to help emergency responders find them. Was the app developed by emergency services of some sort? Or was it like some guys fooling around and like, hey, what a fun idea? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was it was not developed uh, with the emergency sort of use case in mind. Uh, that's just something that's proved to be very useful. Uh, we've actually got a really really fun origin story. So our our founder Chris used to work in the music business. And his biggest issue working in the music industry was getting his bands to the right place for their gigs. So he'd he'd have an issue all the time. A band would sort of ring him up and say, "Hey, Chris, uh, I think we've sound checked at the wrong person's wedding, for example, because people were going oh, to the wrong oh. location." All sorts of just these these crazy scenarios. And so he said, "Okay, I've got a solution for this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give all of my bands." Uh, GPS coordinates for where they need to go for their gigs. Uh, and he thought, this is perfect. They can't go wrong. They've got the GPS coordinate. And of course, inevitably, it all, it always did go wrong. And he has he, he tells these very funny stories of uh, bands sort of uh, going to a location an hour north of Rome instead of an hour south of Rome because they've got oh one digit wrong in the GPS coordinates, right? And so uh, they said to him, look, Chris, we can't do this. We don't want to use the GPS coordinates. This, this just isn't working. So he then got together with a friend of his who was a mathematician. And he said, look, there's got to be a way that we can communicate about precise locations uh, in a human-friendly way, you know, in a language that, that, that humans can, can understand and, and use on a day-to-day basis. And they came up with this idea of using words instead of numbers as, as sort of a signifier for a precise location. And it's just, it just sprung forward from there. So, uh, yeah, definitely not an origin story uh, from the emergency world. It just happened to prove a very useful tool for emergency services. Sure. And as you said, especially for people who are not on a street, not at an address, mm-hmm. people that are boondocking or hiking or something like that. It's such a good... I could see this, like, if you're, you know, on a gathering with other people, for example, your family with kids... And you're mm-hmm. at some amusement park, you could use it to say, well, meet me at, you know, oh, sure. whatever three words. And that could help even in that situation, let alone a medical emergency. And then, right. So it, it seems like there's a lot of use cases where this really could be tremendously beneficial. One of our friends who's meeting up with us here, he and his wife have been out for quite some time and they made a friend. Mm-hmm. And that friend was camping somewhere near a medical emergency. And she posted on a Facebook group, this emergency vehicle has, it took them like 45 minutes of going to every camper in the area and saying, mm-hmm. is John in there having a heart attack? You know, like they couldn't find the right camper. And mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. encouraged people to use what three words and her daughter's in, in Canada and she's a dispatcher in Canada for emergency vehicles and said they use that quite extensively. And I had never heard of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if any of our emergency people use it, but I've been using the heck out of it to show people yeah. how to find me here. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Often one of the first ways people will encounter what three words is they've heard of a public safety incident where someone couldn't be found in an emergency. They were in the middle of the desert or they were hiking up a trail and they managed to use what three words to rescue that person. And so people will often say, Right, I'll download the What Three Words app so I have it in case I'm, you mm-hmm. know, in an emergency. And then something wonderful happens is then they realize there's loads of actually really cool things you can do with the What Three Words app if you're an outdoorsy person, yes. like uh, sharing beautiful viewpoints with your friends or saving great places to park your RV. 
um, arranging meetups at, at interesting spots. So we'll often see that sort of progression of uh, downloading the What Three Words app because it's really useful in an emergency and then discovering lots of cool stuff that you can do with it. Yeah, as you said, it doesn't have to be emergency use. You know, people people download it thinking they'll use it in emergencies and then they meet their kids in amusement parks and, <laughs> and oh, absolutely. meet up in the desert. <laughs> and and that's 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 one of the funnest parts of my job is then introducing what three words to uh, businesses or organizations who can use it for those fun fun ways. There's uh, stadiums, for example. There's a stadium called the LA Coliseum in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And if you look them up on Google, the pin just drops in the middle of the stadium, which makes sense. But it doesn't tell you sort of, right, where should I park my car? Or where can I pick up my tickets? Or, you know, what entrance am I coming in? So if you go onto the LA Coliseum's website, they've added the what three words addresses for all of those places on their website. So you can find where you're supposed to park your car or you can find uh, where to pick up uh, some merchandise before your concert or, or the game that you're going to. So you're exactly right. Outside of the emergency services use case, um, there's all of these sort of really, really cool ways that people can can use what three words just day to day. That makes me think of, you know, when we go to events that are in like county fairgrounds, for example, oh, those for fairgrounds sure. might have 10 entrances, but you're only supposed to use mm -hmm. that one entrance and you might mm -hmm. drive miles and miles around the fairgrounds until you yeah. find the right yeah. gate to go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it can be a real pain. Uh, we also worked with the Ann Arbor our Art Fair in Michigan. Uh, last year who did the exact same thing and they they were so so proactive with it i mean they shared what three words addresses for uh wheelchair rental points and sort of uh, uh shuttle bus tours where you could tour all of the different um art sites they use what three words for all of their parking and all of their music stages so if you wanted to go watch uh, a gig you could you could do that as well so yeah big events is a is a great way that people use what three words and Sometimes I get to go to the events as well, so I'm more than happy to, oh. to, to help out. <laughs> you have to test it. Right? Oh, yeah, I yeah, think, exactly. I think we need to advocate to the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta people to use yes. it. Yes. Because that is a huge, physically huge event spread out all over, and there's all these different aspects of it that I think would be truly be helped by what three yeah. words. Yeah, the bus stops. For sure. we almost, oh, yeah. We, were, we took a bus every day, and... Not until the very last day did I realize we were we always got on the right bus, but we were always actually standing at the temp next to our bus stop. <laughs> we were standing at the wrong bus stop every time. <laughs> oh my gosh. And and this is what I often say is that people will often look at addressing and not realize that they're is tons and tons of problems with it and in actual fact mm -hmm. that there there could be another solution that could be really really handy i mean street addresses were designed for delivering mail on horse and car you know a couple of hundred years ago and now right. we're in this mod modern world where we're doing all of these different things and it doesn't sort of tend to to deliver on, on everything that we want so so what three mm -hmm. words sort of fits in alongside street addresses as another tool you can use for navigating around this crazy world. It's unusual in that it's a very simple solution to a complicated problem. Usually it's mm -hmm. quite the reverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. So does what three words work with map? Like, let's say I have an address, a place, does it then work with things like Apple Maps and Google Maps 
on your phone or with GPSs if you have them in your vehicle? Yeah, great question. Really great question. So if you had a what three words address and let's say you wanted to tell a bunch of your buddies, this is where we're going to meet up this weekend. And it's a spot in the middle of the desert or uh, in, in a campground in the middle of a forest. You could share that what three words address with them. And when your, your buddies click on that what three words address, let's say you've sent it in, in a group chat, uh, it'll either open the What Three Words app if they have it downloaded, or it'll open whatthreewords.com. And once they've done that, there's a little function that says navigate, and they'll press that function, and then they can send that What Three Words address to any of those platforms you just mentioned. So Apple Maps, Google Maps, Waze. What Three Words can be sent to any of those. The idea is we don't see ourselves as a navigation platform; we're just an addressing system with an app, and we want you to be able to use What Three Words with with any of your favorite navigation platforms. The other really cool thing, which is something that we've done in the last few years, is actually partner with a load of car companies um, who have navigation built in and their drivers want to be able to put what three words addresses into the car. So uh, today, if you get into a Mercedes-Benz or a Land Rover or a Subaru, you can speak or type a what three words address into the car, just like you were saying, Starbucks, you can say, take me to filled count soap. And then you can, the car can navigate to that exact point. So that's a really, really cool way of um, navigating around with what three words addresses. Oh, that's, that's really awesome. cool. Yeah, that's great. Is there anything we haven't asked that we sh that should be shared with our audience? Well, a question that I'd have, and I've got a few ideas of this myself, is you guys are the camping and RV experts. I just wondered what sort of, and you've covered a few already, what sort of uh, incidents do you have or day-to-day or, or -day occurrences do you have where addressing becomes a real problem? Or you could think that what three words would be a really handy solution, whether you're boondocking or you're in a, one of your favorite campgrounds. Is there anything that you guys have sort of identified of it being particularly helpful for? I think, you know, campground entrances, because campgrounds are often located in reasonably remote areas right the idea sure. is not to camp in the city but camp in the woods or whatever yeah, so yeah. campgrounds could use it as like here's the entrance or here's mm -hmm. where you check in that would that would be helpful like you said about mm -hmm. the coliseum if yeah. you just mm -hmm. use a navigation it's going to pinpoint the center of the coliseum whereas sure. you need to get way over here to get to the gate so things yeah. like that entrances and as Tony said, check-in locations. But I think also like what we've done, our meetup space, mm -hmm. we have been able to get people out here and find us. Now we mm -hmm. are off of a, there's a named road and then we're on just a dirt, not named road. So that's yeah, the hard sure. part is getting yeah. people to find the not, the, the lack yeah. of road, <laughs> find us on where there's not a road. But in the case of that emergency that I told you, I'm going to imagine that the emergency vehicles are out here all the time and they're fairly familiar with where some of these better dirt roads mm. are, so they can probably navigate. But uh, I did have to go out to the paved road and wave a couple people in because they couldn't find this non-paved road that doesn't exist Oh my on gosh, map. I bet, yeah. <laughs> but luckily we're close to that, so. That's good, yeah. So I, I suppose I'd say what three words is a fantastic tool to have in the toolkit 
if you are an outdoorsy person Mm -hmm. in case you ever get into an emergency situation and you need to share your location it's brilliant to have that in your pocket and to know that i can send my what three words address uh, to a buddy and they can come find me or if i need to call 911 then i can use what three words so definitely having the app on your phone for that given that it's free is is a no-brainer yeah and then also what you can then do as as we discussed is start exploring all of the fun ways that you can navigate around in the outdoors using what three words and i don't know i think saving locations of beautiful viewpoints that you want to visit and sharing yeah. them to, to to friends would, would be awesome and 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 sh- saving the locations um of your best parking areas and the best campgrounds that you've been to uh just makes total sense to me mm-hmm. in the last couple of summers i've got into um camping with a couple of buddies and what three words has just been a game changer for meeting up and making sure we can all find each other if we're arriving on different days Mm -hmm. so i think it would be hopefully it'll be a super handy tool for you guys to use moving forward there's something that i thought of as we were talking we post a fair number of things on instagram Mm -hmm. some of which are destinations is there a universal way of sharing the what three words words on an instagram post or something like that oh definitely i mean i would say you would just share the what three words address like you'd share any other sort of location information or street address and you can either write the what three words address in the caption of the instagram picture or there's a really really cool feature on the what three words app called photo mode where you can snap a picture or upload a picture to the what three words app and then add the what three words address to that picture uh, as a little sort of sign within within the image and it's just a really really cool way of adding the location and building it into into the the design of the picture and it looks great we see people doing it all the time to share the top of the mountain they hiked to or the middle of the lake that they they kayaked out to and yeah you could definitely you could definitely do that to share some some of the beautiful spots you guys visit fantastic i'll I'll lead you to the question you really want to ask for fun (laughs) all right so i've also thought of a application that we can actually use for ourselves okay we allow people to boondock in our yard. Oh, great. Sometimes. And we have kind of two really good parking locations, mm-hmm. one on either side of the house. Mm-hmm. And so even the Wet Three Words app would work for that because we can say, you know, park at these three words yeah. and they then they don't end up on the wrong side of the house, <laughs> you know. It's not that important, really, but it's kind of a fun use, and it will help us spread the word because that's how I'll send people to our house, and then I don't have to explain you. You need to turn left at that school, and blah blah blah. No, that is a perfect, perfect example. And we see, for example, we'll see loads of people who host on Airbnb doing the same thing. Instead of sort of saying yeah. uh, this is the street address, they'll probably say this is the street address, but where you really want to go and park your car is this what three words address, or yeah. the guest house is actually yeah. at this what three words address, or, or or whatever. So definitely a great way to use what three words. Oh, that's awesome. So my last question is, <laughs> I know that it's purely random, yeah. the three words, but can you petition 
for a change of any one location. For example, if I wanted my house to be Mo Larry Curly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, it's something we get asked a lot if we could ever change the words. And uh, while I appreciate there would be some very hilarious consequences, which I I'd very much enjoy. <laughs> There's a few reasons we can't. I mean, one of them comes back to the emergency services uh, incident right. response scenario um an amazing thing about what three words is that it works offline so if i don't have any data connection as i can open what three words and open the app and as long as my phone can see the sky as long as i'm not in a cave for example as long as my phone has has that gps signal and can see the sky i can get my my what three words address now if we were updating and changing the three word addresses all the time, then that offline functionality would be uh, corrupted a bit because, you know, the three word address might have changed and we wouldn't want to give bad information in an emergency. Really good point. It's just one reason why why you can't change the three words, no matter, you know, uh, how uh, much you might want to in some scenarios. But uh, yeah, what three words app being offline is sort of another massive benefit to have it having it on your phone yeah oh, i didn't realize that and that yeah. is an important function so mm -hmm. i guess i also noticed just to find out where mo larry curly might exist <laughs> that you really don't have proper words you know, names no there's no mo or larry no so. <laughs> no no yeah yeah i'm, I'm afraid afraid not no, there tends not be any first names any homophones yeah. so for example here or here you know won't be in the word list because uh -huh. that's potentially confusing yes. so yeah afraid afraid that one won't appear anywhere in the 57 trillion squares <laughs> that's a great point because if you do have to say it in word you know sp mm -hmm. speak the location yeah yeah that's interesting one of the parts that blows my mind is that it's available in 60 different languages so uh, we would use the english language version of what three words but you can also use what three words in spanish or german or japanese and we build the system entirely from scratch the word list entirely from scratch for each of those languages and so it's wow. it's not just we want it to be able to be used anywhere on earth by anyone who wants to so it's uh, the goal is a a universal system that, that everyone has access to Huh, that's amazing. That's terrific. Well, I guess that's it for my questions, Marcus. Thank you so much for your time and for this incredible free resource. I don't know how you do it, but I'm glad <laughs> that you do. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> no worries at all. I really hope it comes in handy and you find weird, fun, funky ways to share your what three words addresses with people and, <laughs> and save them. And then if you you could post them online, then we can um, check them out as well. But it's been lovely speaking to you guys, and uh, thanks for your time. You as Same. well. Thank you. So I really encourage you to download that app. It doesn't have to be for emergencies, but as Marcus said, download it for emergencies, and then you'll find other fun ways to use it before you, or hopefully if you never have an emergency. You know, it's just fun, like I'm at this door of this building or I'm you know at this table in the restaurant you know even that would work because they're 10 by 10 squares so almost every table in a restaurant's gonna have its own location <laughs> yeah it's a neat I mean there's so many uses for this app it's pretty darn cool you know we'll be using it in the future right so some of the people that found us at the meetup did have a little bit less luck with their water usage and needed to fill up with water so they went into town and filled up their Wolverine Tough Bags. <laughs> yep. 
And with those Wolverine tough bags and the pump that we received with our tough bags, we were able to help fill up the trailer so that people wouldn't have to hook their trailer up to go back into town to get water. Yeah, they were wondering how they were gonna get water and they were gonna hook back up and drive to town and fill water. And instead, Paul and Cindy have their Wolverine tough bags that mm -hmm. we showed them at the balloon fiesta, actually. Right, and they and were going to town anyway, so they filled up their bags while they were out. Yep, and then we used our drill pump and filled up the other trailer and it was, it was great. And I think we may have convinced them to buy. After they got to touch the tough bags and see how well made they were, and just feel the quality. I think we have convinced them to go with these American-made, good quality water storage bags. Yeah. Of course, they fold up flat, so they're really convenient, except, of course, when they're full of water. <laughs> but no sharp edges and really high-quality connectors. I, I'm very pleased with these. So another good tool for boondocking. I think we're becoming the Stressless Camping Boondocking, boondocking podcast. podcast. Well, you know, when we're in Quartzsite, for sure. You know, maybe later in the year when we're doing other things, our slant will be a little bit different. But boy, to spend a three weeks, which now we feel like three weeks isn't enough in Quartzsite. Right. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, it's the, just... The longer we stay, the longer we want to stay. It was really sad to leave yesterday. Yes, it was. <laughs> but it was a great, successful inaugural meetup. We had, I want to say, 13 rigs all together. Some people kind of came early, went early. And yeah. So wasn't not everyone was there all at the same time, but it was really fun and really terrific. And we did spend a little bit of time checking out Quartzsite, you know, some of the things that people did either as a group or individually was to go see the High Jolly Monument and shop at Tyson Wells. Bill and I spent a day just looking for rocks yeah, at Tyson Wells. <laughs> that was fun. The whole desert was full of rocks, but they still went and looked for more. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just pick <laughs> up rocks. Although I did just pick up a few quartz crystals laying around the campground and I still am not certain whether that was natural or someone dropped them. So I might feel a little bit of a jolly post coming on. Ooh. We'll see what happens. If you don't know, Peggy is a, <laughs> has a master's in groundwater geology. There is a website that has some geology of different areas, but it takes me it takes me a while to get these out. I don't feel like I can just sit down and write about geology. I have to, you know, do a whole research paper. So I have to really commit when it's time to <laughs> do that. And I should be committed, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Works out. Right, but the other thing that we did as a group was really fun. We went to Beer Belly's oh, yeah. Adult Daycare, which is a kind of a pop-up bar. We went we to went Silly to, Al's. We went to Silly Al's Pizza and the Quartzsite Yacht Club. Yes, there actually yeah, there is, is one there. a Quartzsite Yacht Club in the middle of the desert. And then we made an excursion oh, outside yeah. of Parker. So it took like an hour and a half from Quartzsite and we went to the Desert Bar. Now the Desert Bar is all off grid. It's solar powered. They're only open on the weekends. It's about a five mile dirt road, kind of a bumpy dirt road to get there. Yeah. But they have a band like every day that they're open, I think. And they have two places to buy food and you can get beer and they have a bar so you can get mixed drinks and the whole atmosphere is just 
fun, 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 fun. Yeah, if they had really great musicians out there, they were very impressive. They have Greek food now. Yes, the, the gyro was have, delicious. I heard that they don't have cheese for the cheeseburgers. They have cheese they for have the cheese cheeseburgers. They have cheese for the cheeseburgers. But I had pulled pork french fries. Oh, my. They oh, were, yeah. They were really they good. They were good. The gyro was so good. Yeah. The burger was a half-pound burger. People looked, I mean, they were certainly enjoying those burgers and stuffed afterward. The only con to the those pros <laughs> is that the only beers they have are like Coors and Coors Light and that, that kind of stuff. And it's like, eh... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not the best not beer the best selection. Beer selection. But you know, as Tony says, we call Coors Light lawn mowing beer. It's yeah. a nice light beer. You don't get all drunk off of it. You don't get all stuffed off of it, which was good because with the food we ate, we wouldn't have had room for beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a Coors Light. You know, it didn't. No, hurt. it was a regular Coors. Well, I had. A yeah, you had a Coors Light. I had more than one Coors. And we bought some T-shirts. Yep souvenirs and we just really had a good time and you know we went with a group so that's always fun and had a good time exploring and looking at the desert bar and having a beer and listening to music so <laughs> the only other fun. bummer is you know that road i've been told is pretty rough and i thought oh i could finally try four-wheel drive oh. in our new pickup <laughs> truck and no it wasn't no, rough was enough any any <laughs> vehicle really could make it it's bumpy you know, there's no doubt about that, but I think any vehicle could yeah, it's actually make it a, out there. Yeah, it's actually a graded road, so. Yeah. Anyway, we just can't stop going on and on about our meetup. We just really had such a great time. And one of the things we did, as Tony said, our friend Ingle had an idea last year, actually, to have a 17-inch oven challenge. Now, he was one of, I think, three people maybe that have a 17-inch oven that was at the meetup. But what we did was we had an RV oven potluck. I had to change all the words because you weren't limited to a 17-inch oven. If you had a real oven, you were allowed to participate. Okay, so just to clear a couple of things. First of all, a lot of RVs have 17-inch vertical ovens. And the problem is there's enough working bits inside that that it's really not much space at all. And they have hot spots. In terms of height-wise. Right. And they're, they're pretty lousy ovens, to be honest. Yeah, because they're such a small space, I think they tend to get more hot spots and stuff. But I didn't want to leave anybody out of wanting to be part of the oven bake-off. <laughs> I have become known for complaining about those because according to one of our sources in the industry, there's a $38 difference between the 17-inch oven and the 22-inch oven, which is what we have in our Rockwood Mini Light. And since a lot of the trailers at the gathering were Rockwood Mini Lights, most people had the, well, sure. the better <laughs> oven. But we also had two grand designs in a vintage Airstream, mm -hmm. and those did have the 17 inch oven so that's the where the 17 inch oven nonsense comes so from. yeah it started out as a 17 inch oven challenge and it turned into an rv oven potluck yeah <laughs> and and again anybody who doesn't use their oven was still asked to participate you know you can't eat all baked things well <laughs> i could but yeah <laughs> anyway we did have a great time and I got to pick up some recipes, not just necessarily oven recipes, but today I happen to be sharing with you Marilyn's 
chicken and wild rice oven dish that she made for the first potluck, the oven potluck. And oh gosh, I like wild rice, but that combination of wild rice and real chicken and mushrooms and chicken soup and Parmesan, oh, it was just so delicious and gooey from that mushroom soup and cheese and the wild rice was just perfectly done. It just, it was a really good dish. Well, I will say I'm not a fan of wild rice typically, but I sure like this. It was really, really good. So I did share that recipe on the website, so you can go check it out. One of the ideas of having a potluck or any kind of thing like that is show what you can do in your RV kitchen. Not necessarily your RV oven, but your RV kitchen. We all know it's a limited amount of space and we all have our tips and tricks and you know ways to make things work out and so that was part of my idea behind having a potluck also was show off what you can do and you know maybe share your recipe and get other people to understand that it's possible to eat well when you're using your RV kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, really, well, there were some days we went out to eat, but well, sure. for the most part, we cooked there in camp and everyone used their RV, the resources built into their RV, and it was fantastic. That's all I can say. It really was. So, Tony, do you have a gadget that you'd like to report, either for boondocking or for not boondocking? Well, this is not for boondocking. Okay. It is for hooking up. And it's Hughes Power Watchdog. And they were there at the Quartzite Sports Vacation and RV Show. And I got to hear once again about how this works. Now, if you're connecting your RV to shore power, I cannot be more emphatic about that you need one of these. And you might say, well, I've been hooking up RVs to power <laughs> pedestals for years. And yeah, but older RVs do not have all the electronic stuff that modern RVs have. And having worked in warranties, I can tell you some of the parts, the electronic bits, can be difficult to get. And you might have your RV sitting, you know, at the back of a dealer's lot for a very long time if you fry some of these circuit boards. Your first thought is it's a surge suppressor. And yeah, it, it kind of is. In fact, there's a surge module in them. So if you have a surge, that module can be field replaced. It's really easy. I saw him do it and it was, it was really easy. The other thing about these is you can use Bluetooth and monitor your power consumption, and that saved our bacon once before we went to court. No, it was the first day of quartzite where I realized why we were tripping the breaker. We oh, were yes. just pulling more power than 30 amps would deliver. Yeah. And we can use the app to see what's happening. And here's another thing I use that for. The RVs with the electric and propane water heater, if you have the water heater set to electric, you can measure how much power is being consumed and know when the water is hot. So I use it for that. It also will shut off the power if the power is too low. And too low can also be a problem because you can burn up motors like in your fridge or in your air conditioner and such with too little power. So I can't be more emphatic about that you should have a power monitoring system and 
power protecting system. And these Hughes Power Watchdogs are just good. I think they're the best on the market right now. And not even a close second. I mean, they're good stuff. Not cheap. They're, I don't know, I think they're like in the threes, but some of these circuit boards and stuff in your RV or a new RV air conditioner or a new <laughs> refrigerator, yeah. they ain't cheap, folks. So that's my recommendation. I really like the Hughes Power Watchdog. There's an article about why you want one at our home on the web at stresslesscamping.com. Tony also made a little zippy tip on YouTube <laughs> about the Hughes Power Watchdog, and he also mentioned that he uses the contact cleaner on the connectors. We do that on the power pedestals at campgrounds and then also on our own outlet, you know, on the side of the RV. Yeah, so I've seen more than one post in social media where people will show a picture of their power plug, and it had been connected to some sort of a power protector, right? Some sort of EMS. Right. But the cord is melted. That is not it, good. No. And they say, how can this happen when I have a surge suppressor? Well, if you look at electricity, especially the 30 amps, if you plug in and unplug and plug in and unplug, they're only rated for so many connections and then people drop the cords in the dirt and blah, blah, blah. And these connections get dirty. And if more schmutz gets on these connections, the more resistance there is, and that means heat. And as these plugs can heat up, sure, they'll deliver 30 amps, but at some point it can heat up enough to melt the connectors. So we have this stuff from a company called Deoxit. It's a contact cleaner, and you just spritz it on your, any contacts really, and like wherever you plug in, you can spritz it on your power cord. You can spritz it on the connector on your RV and just keep them clean and functioning well. And that is another, it's a really cheap way to keep things working as they should. And you'll be surprised, you know, if you are working to unplug, let's say your, your Hughes Power Watchdog from your power cord and it's like you're struggling, you're pulling for all you're worth. Well, maybe you should spritz it with some of this dioxin because then it just connects and disconnects smooth as butter Ooh. so yeah so i i really like this stuff it keeps things clean and it's just less likely to cause an issue which can mean fire and fire is not good not good it's good all. in the fireplace but that's it yeah <laughs> or on the campfire right. thank you cindy sure yeah Pomeroy. cindy Cindy made some good campfires for us. So last week we were together at the meetup when we were what? recording. And <laughs> so you know that Kate came up with our question of the week and it was, what is your most used app? I didn't say travel. She didn't say travel. I didn't say travel. And a couple of you answered apps that are not travel. We'll talk about that as we go along. But first of all, thank you, Heidi, for noting that you love how I set up my apps. I actually have, just for travel, I have a whole slew of root apps, a whole slew of on-the-road apps, and a couple pages of camp apps. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I keep mine sorted. Pamela uses KOA, GoodSam, and Recreation.gov for camping, and iExit and GasBuddy for travel. Bill uses RV Parky, and he uses the Loves app for in-trip fuel stop planning 
where he saves 10 cents a gallon and that's what we do and that is pretty darn good we yeah. also do use gas buddy to find out where we're going to be in case we aren't near a loves but also to find out you know how much cheaper loves is going to be with our 10 cents off <laughs> warren uses all stays Kathy uses Google Maps, Recreation.gov, RV Life, Level Mate Pro, Mopeka Tank Sensors, and Gas Buddy. Brian uses RV Life, Gas Buddy, Open Roads, Campendium, Compass TPM, Google Podcasts, Sirius XM, and YouTube Music. Well, everybody Oosh. ought to be using some sort of podcast app. Well, sure, of course. Steve says probably the one I'm using to view this post. And I have to admit, <laughs> my Facebook app is probably the most used thing on my phone by far. Rena says Campendium and Passport America to find spots and Google Maps for travel. Kate's most used is Roadside America for fun places to stop. I don't know why I don't think of that more often. Yeah, because there's all kinds there of crazy stops. There are great stops. Yeah. She uses RV Trip Wizard for planning and iOverlander for off-grid spots, dumping water, etc. She uses Harvest Hosts and also Upside for gas. Hmm. Tina uses Candy Crush the most. <laughs> Madeline says hers is a little weird, but probably for flight. She uses it for flying stuff and weather for everywhere because it's more reliable than the weather app. And Paul says the camera app. And Paul takes some amazing pictures. Oh, In fact, my. he took a time lapse of sunrise the morning that we left Quartzsite, and it was just stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Let's do the time-wise again. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you all for letting us know. There were a couple apps in there that I haven't used, so I might be looking those up, and I might have to add something to one of my three groupings of apps. <laughs> <laughs> this week's question of the week is, What's the biggest RVing mistake that you've made? Now, I am going to say that you'll see a picture when you see the posting of a awning that is rather crooked. <laughs> it's only one of two awnings that Tony and I have had to repair or replace from mistakes, both my fault. I think they're the biggest ones we've made, but I'll have to give it some thought because maybe I'll come up with something even worse that we've done. Uh, well, we have totaled several. I have totaled we several have totaled trailers. We have two so. trailers. We have had to replace a couple of stabilizer jacks. Our jacks are jacked. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> because of, our of jacks are jacked. low a combination of a drop frame and a not drop driveway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But what are you going to admit to having done? That's the question. <laughs> there you go. Tony, where can you answer those questions? Well, you can find them at the Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group, which is a really good collection of neat people. It's really been polite and friendly and sometimes quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> we also, as you might know, have a once a week newsletter and it's absolutely positively and completely free. Wow. Wow. We have links to stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most of your RV experience. Yep. How, why don't you tell the folks how to sign up? So all you got to do is visit stresslesscamping.com. Look for the hamburger menu, which is those three horizontal lines in the upper corner. Click on that tap or click contact and and there it is, bing, bang, boom, the newsletter sign-up form. And know that we don't share your information with anybody. We don't spam you. 
we just send you once a week our highlights from the week to links to stories and podcasts and information we think will help you enjoy your stressless camping adventure a little bit better. As confirmed by the group that was with us last week when we recorded live and we said, do we spam you? And everybody said no. At least I think they all said no. <laughs> You'll also find show notes for this podcast episode. 241. On the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com, which is where you'll also find our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need your stressless camping adventure. Hey, you know, if you know of a great deal that you can't find on our website, please let us know about that. And we'll work really hard to get it added to our discounts and deals page because we want to have all the best deals for the things you need. Uh, of course, we're also in all the social places, but you can start at stressescamping.com and, you know, from there, jump off to your favorite social place to be. If you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast. Why, it's absolutely free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher. And we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And as we have reminded you over and over and over again. 241 times. A review really, really helps other people find this podcast. And the more listeners we get means we can continue to get great, great guests for you. So if you would please leave a review, it is very, very helpful to us. Yep. Uh, another thing that's helpful if you have already left a review is we have such a collection of articles that are designed to be evergreen in other words they continue to be relevant on our website and if you see people asking questions in the various social media places if you were kind enough to share something from our website boy does that help us or if you go to your mom's for dinner every week and you're getting tired of what she makes share a couple recipes <laughs> off our website <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, sure, why not? I'm trying to think of real life examples here. Hey, yeah, sounds good. Mom, this food tastes terrible. Why don't you try some from Stressless Camping? You gotta stop cooking horse like that. It ain't very good. Oh, I think it better be time that we oh, call this off and say to you, Stressless Camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! And um, then what do you do? <laughs> Ha 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 ha